Dr. Nick Delgado here about a podcast and a webinar that I believe can transform your life. What is the number one killer in the United States and in the Western world? I'm here with Tim Nash, who has a very moving story, indeed a story that goes back to his own father. Tim Nash. Well, how you doing, Nick? Okay, yeah, awesome. so my, my story goes that uh, I was actually on Team USA with Nick Delgado and outlifting all comers at the Arnold Classic, thinking that I was doing everything okay, even though my, my dad had passed away from a massive heart attack when he was at 57 years old. Um, I thought I was doing everything better. I wasn't eating any of the uh, fast food out there, but I was still eating the standard American diet, which by the way, if you think about it, the acronym is SAD. Literally it is. It's S-A-D, Standard American Diet, and it's SAD, and that's what it is. So we're out there eating everything regular, eating um, steaks. I was a big steak and potatoes type of guy. And uh, lo and behold, six months after we finished outlifting all comers at the Arnold Classic, I started to feel like fluish symptoms. Literally just thought it was the flu. I kept on working hard. I was working long hours and uh, just kept on shrugging it off um, for about three months. And at about three months after that, I finally said, okay. And I went in and walked into the emergency room with my wife and, and we said, look, this flu keeps coming back. Can you give me something? And they said, no, but we got a room for you. And I said, why? They said, well, you had a heart attack. You're not having one now necessarily, but the markers are there, the enzymes are there, so you've had one. They said uh, they didn't know when it happened, but that it was probably when I first started feeling the flu-like symptoms, and that that's the way it presents to me. So luckily, uh, nothing else happened. I sat in there for about five days, waiting for my time to get an angiogram done, because um, everybody else kept coming in with, with uh, what they called STEMIs, and kept bumping me out of the spot. As soon as I finally got my angiogram done, they about fell out of their chair. They said I was the worst that they'd seen all year um, and I needed a, qu uh, a quintuple bypass. So instantly they, they set me up on the calendar for the next day and I got cracked and quintuple cracked your bypass. Chest and, and literally tore open and then. Uh put in saphenous veins from the leg and uh, trying to get some more blood flow. Yeah, we did, uh, they did a couple things. They did uh, uh, mammary artery redirections and they put those in for two of them and then for the other three they did the, uh, the harvesting from the, the vein from the leg. So you really had no symptoms. You were working out, exercising more consistent than most, most people. I mean, literally lifting tens of thousands of pounds every week, uh, training, lifting, uh, you, you were active, you basically you know, felt like the doctors didn't ever imply there was a problem, your blood lipids, your cholesterol, what were those levels at that time? Well, my cholesterol wasn't actually bad. It was, uh, my total cholesterol was still within range and it was good. Range However, of the U.S. The accepted US, range. The U.S. accepted range. Of where most people die of a heart attack or stroke. And, but my biggest problem was my HDLs were very, very low. 
Okay. Do you happen to remember or know what the LDL cholesterol was? I, you know, I, I'll have to look that one up. I don't have okay. that off the top of my head. All right. Mind. LDL is just what we call the bad cholesterol. And there's some evidence from Stanford that even a higher, quote, HDL level, which is supposed to remove redundant cholesterol from the arteries, isn't protective when the LDL exceeds 95. That seems to be about the cutoff. Now, it's interesting that you and I had talked about a plant-based whole foods diet more or less toward chicken-free, uh, red meat-free, fish-free, no dairy product, but it wasn't your way of eating. Your family had a way of preparing tasty meals that you enjoy. Um, your father probably had a very similar diet as well, but d is it true that your father died at what age? And yeah, was it of a heart attack? 57 of a massive heart attack. And he died at the gym. He was, uh, well, yeah, it was kind of bad. He was, he just came back from a vacation in Lake Tahoe and, and uh, decided he needed to cram for his appointment to go see his cardiologist. So he went right to the gym and was on the treadmill at 24 hour fitness and went down. No one saw him go down. Oh my God. So such a tragic situation. And uh, I, I know that there's a little bit of a tradition. I know that, for example, sumo wrestlers drink a lot of beer to alter their hormone levels so that when they eat that one or two big meals a day, they retain a lot of calories because they want to get real big, real heavy, 400 pounds and, and, and above for sumo wrestlers. For all those doing intermittent fasting and trying to skip meals and skip breakfast, what you know, in your mind made you think that it was safe or acceptable to eat a similar diet that your own father had, and did the doctors ever tell you that your diet was in question? Well, actually, I wasn't eating the same diet that my dad was. I mean, I was be doing better because I didn't want to get into the situation. Yes. I thought I wasn't getting into the situation. Right. But uh, even after, I mean, the, the thing that's so messed up is even after I had the quintuple bypass and I'm meeting with the cardiologists, they're saying, you know what? The way you ate and everything else, you did pretty good. You lasted 47 years. So just tone it back just a little bit. Eat the same stuff and you'll be fine. And that was the advice I was given. I actually cut out all red meat. Um, I was going to make it to where I was going to have maybe once a quarter as a special thing. Um, and maybe just on my birthday or something along those lines. But I cut it out completely from that standpoint. And uh, sure enough, it didn't matter after my uh, 50th birthday, I went out and came back and ended up having to get a stent. And by the way, a common fallacy is that by just quote unquote giving up red meat, you essentially are excluding the primary source of fat and cholesterol. Certainly red meat's higher in fat than say uh, chicken or fish. But even tuna packed in water is higher in cholesterol than red meat. Chicken has as much cholesterol as red meat. In fact, most chickens are very fatty. I mean, we, if you eat with the skin, you kind of pull the skin off. There's a lot of grease on your hands. So most animals are force-fed. They want them to be fattier. They can sell them for a higher dollar amount. Oh, yeah. And not only that, it's not just the fat. It's the cholesterol that's permeated throughout the tissue. You can't even see it. It's part of the flesh. So when you consume it, even if you're taking the fatty parts, cutting it off the red meat or pulling the skin off, all the cholesterols permeated in the animal product itself. And the body, we know, can only get rid of about 100 milligrams of cholesterol a day. We are omnivores. We can eat a little bit of meat, which might be about three ounces maybe a day or every other day. 
And so I often tell people, you know what, if I tell you to eat three ounces of, of lean meat a day, you're probably going to cheat on that. You may not even measure three ounces, and then you might have it for lunch, you know, some meat within your sandwich, and then meat for dinner, and then maybe eggs for breakfast. Were you eating any eggs at that time? Oh, at the time when I, yes, I actually was a big egg eater. I loved my eggs. Wow, wow. So no one ever told you that egg yolks are amongst the highest source of cholesterol. Some people say, oh, but eggs have lecithin. And, and, it, and it emulsifies. Well, emulsifies. Look up the word emulsification. It just seems, simply means to disperse larger particles and smaller particles. So what? It absorbs better when you absorb the cholesterol and fat. It goes right in the arteries and tissues. They did a study, classic study, on Tarmar Indians, and they're basically eating corn tortillas, beans, panola nuts, a lot of fruit and vegetables. They're fairly poor, and they live in the ca copper canyon canyon of northern Mexico, Chihuahua, Mexico, and they're known to run nonstop for 180 miles. But they took these people who have an average cholesterol of 130, mm -hmm. and ideally we believe your cholesterol should be 100 plus your age and not over 160. And they took these people with low HDL levels, by the way. They have a HDL of about 20, 23. And mine was 12. Okay. <laughs> and their LDL is usually hovering around 60 or so. Their VLDL, which transports triglycerides, adds up to that total of 130. And it's interesting, they gave them eggs. Here's a culture that never eats eggs, that rarely eats animal product. And within one month, that 300 milligrams of cholesterol, one egg a day, which is typical to a breakfast where people think, you know, oh, I need my protein. Well, that cholesterol went from 130 at skyrocketed in every single person in the study. Hmm. Went up to, well, I believe the study showed approaching I'm going to say above 180, maybe it was towards 200. I'll pull the study for actual numbers and reference. And they put them on it, and, and the cholesterol stayed up as long as they ate the eggs. And when they went off it, the cholesterol went right back down to 130 within days. They put them back on, it went back up. They took them off, it came mm -hmm. down. But when you take the average American with the cholesterol already saturated in the tissues of over 200, which, by the way, you can have a cholesterol of 200 and be told you're normal. They gave them eggs, same study, but the cholesterol didn't go up any higher. Why? Because the tissues, the arteries, the blood was already saturated, and adding that extra cholesterol above the 100 milligrams a day, it won't have a bump up. So many people purporting that cholesterol is not important, it's not part of cardiovascular disease, will point to that study and say, see, when you give cholesterol to Americans, they're in the form of eggs, they don't have a rise in cholesterol, which is, I hope you understand what I just explained. Uh, yeah, no, you're basically saying that because the standard American diet, which is sad, has already supersaturated everybody with cholesterol. Correct. It's not actually able to absorb any more cholesterol and raise the, the cholesterol levels of the Americans. That just means that we're in bad shape. Please give us a review on iTunes and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EsterBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power & Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.